from the Mercy One Studio. John Leonetti in the Morning is underwritten by Golden Rule Heating and Cooling, Bell Construction, Five Sons Naturescapes, and Blessman International. Welcome in, everyone. John Leonetti in the morning here at Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, and 94.5 FM. Streaming online, iowacatholicradio.com, and everywhere you are on the free Iowa Catholic Radio app. Thank you so much for joining me today. It is Wednesday, July 1st. Boy, the first day of July. Here we go. We've got a great show in store for you. Danielle Bean is going to be on. She is uh, back on the show. She's got a new book out, Manual for Marriage, and I'm looking forward to talking to her all about it. She has really kind of uh, taken on marriage and family life in her ministry, and I'm, I'm looking forward to talking to Danielle Bean all about it. Bo Bonner coming up at 745 today. He's going to be talking about the mass as we get back to the mass here this weekend in in the diocese of des moines why is the mass the most important prayer in the church today why do we talk about the mass as heaven on earth why did saint padre pio say that the earth would survive better without the sun s-u-n than without the holy mass we'll have uh bo bonner coming up in the second half hour as well also uh there is reports that pope benedict the 16th's brother has died he officially he went to go see his brother uh, leaving the Vatican, leaving Rome for the first time uh, since his pontificate to go visit him last week. Uh, but uh, yeah, 96 years old, his brother has passed away. We'll talk a little bit about the relationship between both of them. Uh, and I'm going to try to leave some good time for both my guests today. So we'll uh, we'll have at it. Mark Amadeo with your news and sports weather straight from the desk of Channel 13 meteorologist Megan Sella will have your saint of the day coming up in the second half hour as well. Let's get to it. Deacon Tony Valdez, let's offer our day to Almighty God. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus and the Church, pray for us. Amen. Amen. Mark Amadeo now with your news and sports. News and sports with Mark Amadeo. Hello, sir. Well, good morning, John. Happy hump day on this Wednesday as you have, what, your final day in Wisconsin, right? Last night it was, yes. I'll be traveling back today. I see. Okay, what's your take? I got to ask you your first uh, parish mission since the pandemic, uh, the COVID nineteen pandemic. Uh, what's your take on uh, on this last on your first parish mission? Well, it was strangely blessed. I mean, that, that's the only way I can I could describe it. Of course, it was live streamed. Most people were attending from their the comforts of their own home. Um, but you know, it's it was good. You know, about uh, fifty people there a night. To, you know the the crowd kept increasing just by a little bit, and everyone kind of sitting uh, six feet apart, and it was it was strangely blessed. That's, that's the that's the words. So you were uh, basically in one of the uh, uh, maintenance closets uh, when you were on. They didn't put you on stage, did they? 
<laughs> no, I yeah, I stood uh, behind the ambo, and uh, that that was about it. I, normally, I like to walk around, but because of because of it being um, I know that uh, because of it being live stream, they wanted me to be you know in one place. So stood behind the ambo for this one. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't find a camera guy that would uh, put a camera on his back and uh, follow you around. So I, that's why I asked. I didn't know if they put you in a secret secluded room. Uh, that that wouldn't have been bad, I suppose, but. Uh, Okay, just get, trying to get a perspective. Paint the picture on radio. Everything know. done by the yeah, everything done by the phone these days. So the, they had their their tripod set up, and it was it was live streamed from the phone. Okay, well, good job. Uh, travel safe back to uh, Iowa uh, today, and uh, glad to hear that. That uh, that is certainly unusual, but uh, there's always a first, and you had the first uh, parish mission uh, going on, so that, that's great. I'll be we'll up. take from that. I'll be off for a couple of months now. Yeah, we'll we'll be back on the road, hopefully in uh, in September. There you go. Well, I hope that happens, John. All right, right now from the WHO TV 13 weather desk, and meteorologist Megan Selwa. Currently in Des Moines, we had some rain overnight, damp conditions, cloudy skies right now. The sun trying to peek through the clouds as we had some light rain still moving through central Iowa. Right now, 70 degrees, northwest wind at 7 miles per hour, the humidity up there near 90%. And today we will see mostly cloudy skies. Uh, storm should end uh, by the afternoon, but we'll have cloudy skies throughout the day. High of 84 degrees, east-southeast winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour tonight partly cloudy overnight low of 71 degrees and then tomorrow uh, partly cloudy hazy and a high of 88 degrees the warm and humidity get back into the forecast friday saturday sunday dry hot and humid highs right around 90 degrees and that includes saturday which is the 4th of july well in the news on this uh, wednesday morning the covid 19 pandemic is making itself felt on, on another travel uh, another summer travel sca- uh, holiday AAA of Iowa is estimating 97% of those traveling over the long 4th of July weekend will drive to their destinations. Uh, travelers will hit the road as gas prices have been steadily increasing over the past few weeks. The national average for regular unleaded fuel is $2.17 a gallon. Iowa's average is at $2.09 a gallon. Unleaded fuel is still 50 cents a gallon cheaper than it was a year ago. Now, AAA's website is offering a state-by-state breakdown on what's open and what's not for those traveling during the COVID-19 pandemic 4th of July weekend. Today's sports report is brought to you by Big Red Q Quick Print. Tonight, the Dowling baseball and softball teams are on the road. They travel to Urbandale. And in the baseball game, it's number one Dowling taking on number three Urbandale. Urbandale Jayhawks, the defending state champs. And again, baseball and softball will be at Urbandale tonight, 5 o'clock. Uh, both games, uh, both uh, teams uh, get underway at uh, Lions Park for the softball game and Barton Field for the Urbandale baseball game. Once again, from the Mercy One Studios in Des Moines, currently we have Cloudy skies, some light rain moving through, and the sun trying to peek through the clouds. 70 degrees right now. Northwest winds at 7 miles per hour. And today we will see mostly cloudy skies. Storms should end by uh, this afternoon, a high of 84 degrees with east-southeast winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. And this has been your Iowa Catholic Radio News, Weather, and Sports on your July 1st, Wednesday morning. John Leonetti Show. Coming up, Jimmy Olson. And Jimmy has your morning traffic report. I'm Mark Amadeo. Iowa Catholic Radio News and Sports. Our year-round coverage of Dowling Catholic High School sports and activities is sponsored in part by Construction Professionals, Dental Associates, Kemen, and Mercy Medical Center.
Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM, and streaming at iowacatholicradio.com. Traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. We are starting off with an accident today. It is on the left shoulder, I-35 eastbound at Merle Hay Road. So going to give you a little bit of an issue through there. 235, that is running well this morning. Seven minutes from the west and east mixer into downtown. Thanks to Builder Ken Construction for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Builder Ken has a transparent team strengthened by a group of dedicated employees who will execute your project professionally and efficiently online at bdconstruct.com. That's traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Jimmy. Uh, Monsignor George Ratzinger has uh, died, the brother of uh, Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI, just a little more than one week after the Pope uh, Emeritus's visit. Monsignor George Ratzinger, yes, this morning, 96 years old, officially has died. The Pope Emeritus was able to say his last goodbye to his older brother on June 22nd, uh, just a little over a week ago at the end of a four-day trip to Germany to spend time with his ailing brother. You may remember, um, you know, when, when Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI was elected Pope, it, a lot of talk surrounded that he didn't want to ever be Pope. And he didn't. He made it very clear. Um, in fact, you know, there was a lot of talk about it, but he never really said anything publicly publicly until he made it pretty clear publicly that I, I, I never wanted this. Um, this was something that, you know, he tried to resign three times uh, and retire from his position. It was his dream to um, to live with his brother and to, to write. Uh, they were very close, have always been very close in their life, but um, it was not uh, fulfilled. As you know, uh, John Paul II would reject his, uh, his retirement three times and uh, eventually he would would be elected Pope of the Catholic Church. And, and to say that you're not going to get a lot of rest time there, yeah, that'd be an understatement. Uh, but the Pope still remained very close with his brother. Um, in fact, the Bishop Rudolf Volderholzer of Regensburg said, quote, one can only wish everyone such affection, such a fraternal togetherness as witnessed in the relationship of Ratzinger brothers. It lives on fidelity, trust, selflessness, and a solid foundation in the case to Bratzinger Brothers. This is the common living faith in Christ, the Son of God. Uh, he also talked about that as they would offer Eucharist every day together, as uh, Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI would visit him, that it seemed that this was the source upon which they would live. That's what the bishop said as he witnessed their relationship together. Uh, Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI was able to say his goodbyes. Uh, Monsignor Ratzinger, though, he was born January 15, 1924. He was the first son of Joseph and Maria, expressed an early talent for music, learning to play the violin and the church organ as a child. Uh, Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI was a big pianist, as you may remember. He loved playing the piano, and uh, he would play any chance he would get. A lot of people would say that if he would walk into a room and visiting, no matter where it was, and there was a piano, he'd sit down, and he would just love to play. Uh, Monsignor Ratzinger went on to serve as the choir master of the Regensburger uh, Domspatzen, the cathedral choir there in Regensburg in 1964, and uh, would serve all the way there until 1994. June 29, 2011, he celebrated his 60th anniversary as a priest in Rome together 
or with Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI. They were ordained in 1951 in the same year. Remain very close. Uh, God rest his soul. Monsignor uh, Monsignor George Ratzinger, may you rest in peace. 96 years old. What a long life. All right, coming up right after this, Danielle Bean's going to be on to talk about her new book, Manual for Marriage. She's really gotten into marriage and family life ministry. I love Danielle's stuff. We'll have her on right after this. Don't go anywhere. John Lee Nettie in the morning right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. It's Wednesday, July 1st. Thanks for being a part of the show. And thanks to Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling for underwriting the show. Customer service, customer satisfaction. Yeah, that always comes first. Whether it be plumbing, heating, air conditioning services, 20 years, Golden Rule. One thing I didn't know about them, I know now, their technicians are trained in their in-home training facility. 100% satisfaction guarantee. They're everywhere, including right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. GoldenRulePHC.com. That's GoldenRulePHC.com. Thank you, Confluence Brewing Company, for underwriting Christ is the Answer with Father Ricardo and for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Father Ricardo is featured daily at 11 a.m. Monday through Friday. Confluence Brewing Company is located off the bike trail south of Grays Lake, confluencebrewing.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the Morning is provided by Blessman International. According to a 2019 Global Food Security Report, more than 820 million people in the world are hungry today. None of us can help all of them. Most of us can help one. One child. Your gift of $1 a day through Blessman International provides a child in South Africa with a daily hot meal, place of safety, educational experience, and spiritual development. To get started, go to BlessmanInternational.org and click Sponsor a Child. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Hi, this is Father John Ricardo, and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory for underwriting Christ is the Answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. Their number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com. Support for programming of Catholic Women Now partially provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte. Cindy Schulte on the web at cindyschulte.com, 515-226-2111. Cindy and her team know health insurance. Thank you for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Would you consider a $30 a month donation? Your support keeps Iowa Catholic Radio on the air, connecting people to Christ. Support Catholic Media. What an incredible gift Catholic Media is. Support any kind of Christian outreach that's getting the word out. Because it's a contrast to the negative message which is often being promoted, especially as regards issues of human dignity. You can give securely online at iowacatholicradio.com, the Iowa Catholic Radio app, or call 515-223-1150. This is going to be a glorious unfolding. Just you wait and see, and you will. Be- <laughs> 
John Lee and Eddie in the morning right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Appreciate you being a part of the show today. We have started a new month. Hard to believe, huh? July 1st. Here we are. It is a Wednesday. Uh, thank you to Dean Bell for underwriting the show. Dean has been a friend of the show now for a couple years. Residential re-roofs, light commercial jobs, 963-4494. Yes, 963-4494. Thank you, Dean Bell, for underwriting the show. Let's go to my next guest of the day, author of the new book, Manual for Marriage. Danielle Bean joins me. Hello, Danielle. Hello. Good morning. How are you? You've been married to uh, Dan for 25 years. You guys have something to say now about marriage? <laughs> yeah, it felt that way, right? So when Tan Books approached us to write this manual, I was a little, uh, I was a little hesitant because I hadn't done a writing project with my husband before. But it did feel like it's an appropriate time for us to, to say something about the sacrament of marriage, for sure. Twenty-five years uh, married, eight children later. What's your What's your key takeaway on the sacrament of marriage? <laughs> well, one of the reasons why we wrote it in the first place was that we felt like our culture today really needs to hear a message about the permanence of marriage and the fact that that isn't a burden, although it feels like it at times, right? And our culture gets it wrong and plays it out as if, as if it's only a burden when the church doesn't allow for divorce, but that it's a gift. It truly is a gift because it's a lifelong commitment you make to another person, and there is a level of peace and intimacy and love that you can only experience inside of the security of a lifetime relationship as marriage is meant to be, and that's how God established it. So we really wanted to, not in an aggressive or angry way, but in an encouraging and supportive way, let people know that, that the permanence of marriage truly is a gift and encourage people to be playing the long game inside of their married relationships. You talk about sacrifice in a marriage. And, you know, when I think of marriage, you know, a lot of times, or at least how the culture tries to paint it, uh, paints it as, you know, lovey-dovey. It's, you know, got the, the heartbeat really moving fast. But as you enter into a marriage, you enter into sacrifice. In fact, you enter into the cross. And not that, not that marriage in itself is a burden. It, it's not at all. But when you love, you love and you enter into the cross all the more. There is sacrifice to it. That is so true, and that's the countercultural message of our church today. But it is a life-giving message because, you know, I know of way too many Catholic couples that uh, go into their marriages all starry-eyed and, and lovey-dovey, and that's how it's meant to be, of course. And, of course, some of that remains in your relationship, but that does change. And every marriage, even the holiest marriages, go through hard times. There are challenges in life, and you're going to face those challenges together. And there are times where if you had the notion that you could walk away from this thing when it got hard, you would definitely be walking away from this thing. So it's the, the permanence of marriage is truly a gift in that it encourages you to figure out how to get through those tough times together. And, yes, that's going to involve a significant amount of sacrifice, and it's important that we're up front with people about that. Over the course of 25 years, are there prayers that you and your husband have leaned on? Yes, for sure. And that's actually the, the second part of the book. The first part is essays that are written by both Dan and me on um, family life, on sacrificial love in marriage, on the complementarity of the sexes, and on the vocation and the sacrament of marriage. But then the second part is 
a beautiful compilation of resources, and included in there are a number of our favorite prayers to both pray as a couple, but then prayers that you can pray for your marriage. So the the theme of the the entire second part of the book is practical resources, prayerful resources, inspiring resources to encourage you in your spiritual life in ways that are going to bless your marriage. So there's scripture quotations there, there's wisdom from the saints, there's quotations from the popes throughout the years, uh, there's church teaching on marriage, and even some hymns and uh, some of our favorite prayers as well. With the course of 25 years, I can't think it's always been perfect. Uh, I've been married 10 years. Well, we'll be married 10 years coming up here soon. And it's not always perfect, as you know. Um, but <laughs> there's it, it, through that imperfection, there, there's you know, I, I feel like love still grows. And, and I think a lot of times in the culture, we think that you know, it, for love to be love, it has to be perfect. As you said before, it has to be starry-eyed, has to always feel good. That's not the case. And over the course of 25 years, I think you guys might have something to teach us on that. Right. I think it's important that we talk about that because it's not the same kind of love that you're going to see in the popular culture because, you know, our culture will tell you, find someone who makes you happy. And that's a very bad way to go into marriage, thinking that your spouse's job is to make you happy because that's yeah. only God's job. Only God can do that. So that's a real burden that you place upon another human being if you're expecting them to be the source of your happiness. And yet too often we do that. And then when, of course, the inevitable happens and there's a moment or many moments or a long period of time perhaps even where that person is not, quote-unquote, making you happy, and that's when the culture tells you to move on and find someone else who's going to make you happy. But people who do that, who succumb to that temptation, miss out on the deeper married love, the deeper relationship that God is calling you to experience inside the sacrament of marriage, it can only happen over the long term. It's a different kind of a love. It's a different kind of a bond. And it's a kind of security and a kind of intimacy and connection that you can only know in a long-term relationship like that. What do you think is one of the biggest challenges that married couples are facing today? I think we're living in a culture that, that tells us a bunch of lies about what marriage is, first of all. Um, but we're living in a, in a culture that also tells us that life is about instant gratification and that it's all about us. And um, I think that that's really a faulty notion. So like we've been talking about, you need to go into marriage understanding it's a vocation. And what does that mean? That means this is something you are called to give your entire self to as a gift to this other person, ultimately to God, right? But it's... It's a calling to make self-sacrificing love, make a, a gift of self-sacrificing love to this other person, giving your entire self to this person. That's not always going to feel good. And yet our culture tells us, you know, do what makes you happy, do what makes you feel good, move on to the next thing if it doesn't instantly make you happy. And um, there's, that truly is a recipe for unhappiness in the end is the most ironic thing of all, that if you follow what our culture tells you to follow, follow your heart, follow your dreams, follow your feelings, you're not going to wind up in a happy place. The way you find true, lasting satisfaction, peace, actual joy inside of a relationship is over the long term, inside of a lifetime commitment, which is what marriage is meant to be. How do you think we in the church can better support or better prepare those that are preparing for the sacrament of marriage um, to have that, that understanding of what true uh, marriage really is in light of God's love. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it doesn't necessarily come from another program. I mean, programs are great, and doing the pre-K and stuff and all of that is wonderful. I've had two kids married in the last year, and I watched them go through it. But truly, what I think is really valuable, and our church can help to support this, is a community of couples who connect with other couples in realistic ways, in ways that, yeah. you know, um, they're, they're, where they're encouraged to share the ups and the downs, the ins and the outs of everyday married life in honest and real and vulnerable ways. There's a lot to benefit there, and our church could help to accommodate places where that can happen. Danielle, I didn't know you were going to go there, but I will tell you this. Um, that, that has been the single game changer in, in our marriage. And, and we've always had a, a fine marriage, but I mean, it just took us to another level when we joined together with a community of Catholics. Catholic couples, uh, you know, we call it our Catholic couples group and meeting with them once a month, twice a month, getting together, you know, uh, sharing a glass of wine and a, and a bunch of food and just having some fun, but also talking about uh, the beauty of uh, the sacrament of marriage together, learning, growing in our faith community. It will change your life. I love that. I love that you're doing that. And guess what? It's not a program that comes with a leader guide, right? It's actual like community no. that you're building together. <laughs> Yeah, I think this is it. So now you said the book is, uh, it, you know, the first half of the book is compiled to talk kind of about your personal uh, marriage. And the second half of the book, you'll talk about prayers uh, for marriage, teachings of the church on marriage, sacred scripture on marriage and family, uh, wisdom from right. the saints, as you said, and some hymns even. So, I mean, it's almost kind of like a, a prayer book. Right. It is. It absolutely is. And it's actually a beautiful book to touch and to hold, like the whole series of the manuals from Tan Books. You know, it's a leather-like cover. It's got golden accents on it, beautiful, high-quality paper. Um, it is a prayerful experience to hold this book and just leaf through it. So I'm hopeful that people will be inspired by the essays that Dan and I shared, which are not super deep. They're, they're very practical. And um, I'm, I'm, my husband has a sense of humor, so some of them I hope will make you laugh as well, um, which is an important thing to do when we talk about some difficult things. Um, but then the second part, I'm hopeful that people will just pick up the book, leaf through it, and see what inspires you. What, where did, where's God calling you to work on uh, spiritually to become more dedicated to your vocation to marriage? And there's so many great resources there. I love it. I'm keeping it in my bag, not to reread my own essays, but to have access to all of those great resources in the back. This is also one of those books that um, you, you know you read together with someone. I feel like. I, how do you suggest that you read this book with your spouse? Oh my gosh, I would love it if couples would read it together. I would love it if groups like the one you described you're a part of would read it together. Um, it really lends itself very well to that because it's short sections, and each each of the short sections focuses on a different theme, and um, one part from Dan, so it's from the male perspective, and one part from me, and then coming together at the end with some practical resources. I think it really lends itself well to reading together or reading separately and then coming together for a, a real discussion about some of those themes and leading into more practical takeaways. Go to tanbooks.com com friends tanbooks.com type in manual for marriage daniel bean uh and her husband has put together this uh really i it's as she said before it was very well done i mean it's a kind of a nice leather uh cover and you can take it with you uh, i'm going to suggest to my uh to my catholic couples group i think this would be a great thing that we can learn from tanbooks.com go to divine treasures if they don't have it they will order it for you manual for marriage danielle thanks for coming on as always Thanks for having me. God bless you. You as well. Manual for Marriage is where you...
you can go uh, to get this book. Good stuff this morning, friends. And yes, I don't care if you've been married for five years. I don't care if you've been married for 50 years. There's something we can all learn, I think, out there. The church continues to teach and rise up many people that are helping us do just that. Uh, Dan and Danielle seems like they have done and put together something to be able to help you. Uh, I know I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to reading the whole thing, and I'll take it with me. All right. Good stuff this morning. Coming up, Bo Bonner in the second half hour. We're going to talk about the Holy Mass. Why do we call it the Holy Mass? Why is it the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass? Why is it the most important prayer in the church? Why is it the church teaches that the Holy Mass is heaven on earth? Bo Bonner coming up as we start to kind of ease back into Mass in our diocese. We're going to talk to him about the importance of it. And if people have been away for a while, why it's so important to be able to come back. Wednesday, July 1st, John Leonetti in the morning right here in Iowa Catholic Radio. Thanks for being a part of the show today. And thanks to Blessman International for underwriting the show. Blessman International and their teams have been going over to South Africa, Limpopo, South Africa now since 2001. And they're changing the culture right there. Yes, some things have changed over the course of the last year. But nonetheless, they've done everything they can to be able to keep instilling the same quality, the same work, the same just meals for people. Basic meals they wouldn't otherwise wouldn't have if it wasn't for Blessman International. BlessmanInternational.org. Thank you for underwriting the show. That is BlessmanInternational.org. Father Andrew, now with today's Gospel and Reflection. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus came to the territory of the Gadarenes, two demoniacs who were coming from the tombs met him. They were so savage that no one could travel by that road. They cried out, What have you to do with us, Son of God? Have you come here to torment us before the appointed time? Some distance away a herd of many swine was feeding. The demons pleaded with him, If you drive us out, send us into the herd of swine. And he said to them, Go then. They came out and entered the swine, and the whole herd rushed down the steep bank into the sea where they drowned. The swine herds ran away, and when they came to the town they reported everything, including what had happened to the demoniacs. Thereupon the whole town came out to meet Jesus, and when they saw him they begged him to leave their district. Gospel of the Lord Demons are indeed very intelligent and powerful, as we read in this passage. They even recognize and seem to be afraid of Jesus. Despite these qualities, they're weaker than him who commands them to depart and does likewise in other parts of Scripture. Thankfully, however much we're tormented, Jesus always has more power to help us overcome such harassment if we let him. At Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, we try to give you all options and information that would affect the comfort of your home. Do you have an AC that is over 10 years old? Did you have trouble with your AC last year? Chances are high that your system is using an old style of refrigerant that's no longer made. So to go along with our regular $99 Gold Club membership, we're offering you a free leak search. So don't get caught hot and let Golden Rule make sure you are ready for summer. Go to GoldenRulePhD.com. Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. 
Thank you to Bozen the Floors for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio, Dowling Catholic Football, and Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. What better way to send a message to a friend or a loved one than a beautiful bouquet of fresh-cut flowers? Hey, this is Tom Bozen from Bozen the Floors. Our family business has been helping Central Iowans send messages locally and around the world for almost 100 years. Whatever the occasion, whatever the message, we can help you say more with Bozen. That's 244-ROSE, 244-7673, or visit us at bozen.com. Oh God, you're my deliverer one, one who carries Thanks for joining me today, friends. John Lee Eddie in the morning right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Appreciate you being a part of the show. We made it to July. Yes, it is Wednesday, July 1st. Coming up in the second half hour here, we'll have Bo Bonner with your Catholic Truth and Beauty segment all on the Mass, the beauty of the Mass, the importance, the truth of the mass and why it is the most powerful prayer on earth we'll have bo bonner coming up in the second half hour here to talk all about it uh, all right let's get to it deacon tony valdez let's offer our day to almighty god god our father we offer you our day we offer you all our thoughts words joys and sufferings in union with the heart of jesus holy spirit be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love mary mother of jesus and the church pray for us Amen. Amen. Let's go to Mark Amadeo now with your news and sports. News and sports with Mark Amadeo. Hello, sir. Well, good morning, John. How you doing on this hump day Wednesday, the first day of July? I can just hear the sweet corn just popping away. It's growing and growing. I'm ready. I'm ready, my friend. On my way back from outside of the Mercy One studio today, on my way back, and we'll be back in studio next week. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Holiday weekend, 4th of July on Saturday. Fireworks Saturday night here in Urbandale. And, uh, John, if you see a sweet corn stand between uh, your place in Wisconsin where you're at now and uh, here in central Iowa, please stop and uh, pick some up. And if you put it on my doorstep, I would appreciate that. I'll stop. I'll Drop it off, my friend. You care? I guarantee you that. I, I don't. I, I'm hoping I can. I'll see one. But uh, with this four and a half hour, five hour drive, we'll see. And, and pay no attention to the daughter here at the Amadeo household. With uh, if she says something, Dad, there's some guy with a funny looking uh, bike helmet on and on a bike, and he's leaving us a sack of sweet corn. I said, Oh, you can let him go. He'll be fine. He's not yeah. a stranger. Uh, that, that wouldn't be a bad idea, actually, <laughs> delivering that on the bike. I. I, I been out of uh, sorts the last week. I need to get back on that bike here soon. Oh, you'll have plenty of time, man. It's going to warm up. for the, Today will be a, probably the last cool day we have for coming up for the, about the next four or five days. They're going to say hot and humid, highs in the 90s. We've been in the mid-80s all week, cloud covers, so we've had uh, the humidity not as bad, but uh, bearable. And today will be the final day of that before it, hot, before it heats up. I'll be ready. Have you got the backyard pool ready, my friend? Uh, I know you have a swamp back there. You can't <laughs> mow, but I just thought about maybe a, a pool being installed to lean Eddie house. We're looking for uh, yeah, outside of the fence. There's there's that swamp. I was able to mow it actually for the first time last week. Being uh, so dry out, uh, yeah, but yeah, that, we'll we'll probably bring it back if there's any rain. Okay, all right. Well, safe travels back from Wisconsin today, John. Our, our thoughts and prayers with you. Thank you, sir. 
All right. Right now from the WHO TV 13 weather desk and meteorologist Megan Selwa, currently at the Mercy One Studios. We had rain overnight, damp conditions, and right now cloudy skies and the sun trying to peek through the clouds. 70 degrees here in central Iowa. Northwest winds at 7 miles per hour. The humidity up near 90% once again. And today we will see mostly cloudy skies. The storms should end by uh, this afternoon. There will be scattered showers throughout the morning possible. High of 84 degrees here in central Iowa today. East-southeast winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, partly cloudy, overnight low of 71 degrees, and then tomorrow, partly cloudy and hazy, high of 88 degrees for your Thursday, and then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, hot and humid and dry. Highs right around 90 all three days, including Saturday, which is the 4th of July. Well, in the news, on this Wednesday morning, the COVID-19 pandemic is making itself felt on another summer travel holiday. Uh, AAA uh, is estimating 97% of those traveling over the long 4th of July holiday weekend will drive to their destinations. Travelers will hit the road as gas prices have been steadily increasing over the past few weeks. Now, the national average for regular unleaded fuel is $2.17 a gallon. Iowa's average is at $2.09 a gallon. Unleaded fuel is still 50 cents a gallon cheaper than it was a year ago. Uh, AAA's website is offering a state-by-state breakdown on what's open and what's not for those traveling during the COVID-19 pandemic during the 4th of July weekend. Today's sports report is brought to you by Big Red Q Quick Print. Tonight, the Dowling baseball and softball teams are on the road. They travel to Urbandale, and the baseball game features number one Dowling against the defending champs and currently ranked number three Urbandale baseball team. That gets underway at 5 o'clock, doubleheader at uh, Barton Field at Urbandale High School. And the softball teams, Dowling and Urbandale, will hook up also at 5 o'clock. That'll be at Lions Park in Urbandale. Again, both uh, games start at 5 o'clock this evening. Once again, from the Mercy One Studios in Des Moines, currently we have cloudy skies, some light rain in the area, as we did have rain overnight, very light rain, and uh, 70 degrees right now, northwest wind at 7 miles per hour. And today it'll be mostly cloudy. The storm should, uh, and the showers and thunderstorms should end by afternoon, a high of 84 degrees, east-southeast winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Hour. And this has been your Iowa Catholic Radio News, Weather, and Sports on your uh, July 1st, Wednesday morning, John Leonetti Show. Coming up, Jimmy Olson. He has your morning traffic report. I'm Mark Amadeo. Iowa Catholic Radio News and Sports. Our year-round coverage of Dowling Catholic High School sports and activities is sponsored in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic and the Catholic Tuition Organization. Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM, and streaming at iowacatholicradio.com. Traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Still working that accident, I-8035 there at uh, Merle Hay Road, but uh, moving along uh, better than it was earlier. No other problems to pass along this morning. 235 also a running about seven minutes as you're coming in from the East Mixer and West Mixer into downtown. Thanks to Builder Ken Construction for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Builder Ken has a transparent team strengthened by a group of dedicated employees who will execute your project professionally and efficiently online at bdconstruct.com. That's traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Jimmy. Let's go to your Saint of the Day. This is your Saint of the Day on Iowa Catholic Radio. Today, we celebrate St. Unipero Serra. He was Spanish-born teacher in the 18th century, was ordained on the Spanish island of Majorca, and took the name of St. Francis' companion, 
Brother Uniper. He studied and later became a professor before he recognized in himself a deep calling to the missionary life. So, St. Unipero Serra boarded a boat and traveled to Mexico. He walked 250 miles from Veracruz to Mexico City and on the journey by a bug. Yeah, that bug bite developed into a painful infection and Sarah would struggle with that leg the rest of his life. After 18 years spent working in the missions of southern and central Mexico, the king of Spain ordered the Mexican authorities to expand their reach into California. The Spanish conquistador convinced Sarah to join him. So, in 1799, Sarah founded the first California mission, San Diego. Sarah founded eight more missions in his lifetime. Unipro made the long Mexico City to settle great differences with the military commander. He arrived at the point of death. The outcome was substantially what Unipro sought, the famous regulation protecting the Indians in the missions. It was the basis for the first significant legislation in California, a Bill of Rights for Native Americans. Unipro was canonized in September of 2015 by Pope Francis. We ask today, St. Unipro Sarah, to pray for us. Amen. And a big thanks to Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law, for underwriting the saint of the day, experience in wills and estate planning. Look, we're talking about our families here. I know it's easy to put this stuff off. Don't want to do That's 515-224-1776. I left good time for Bobana to talk about the mass coming up right after this. As we get back to it. Here in the days, why it is the most powerful prayer on earth. John Lee, Nutty, the morning, right here on this Wednesday, July 1st, is part of the show. And thanks to Landscapes, Landscape and Design, writing the show. A Catholic veteran owned family, a range of high quality landscape services, including paver patios, sidewalks, retaining walls, premium boulder walls, window wells, and more. 310 naturescapes.com. That's FlashNatureScapes.com. Listen Minute is right now. This is your news of the Diocese of Des Moines for Wednesday, July 1st. I'm Kelly Mesher-Collins. Celebrating a birthday today is Father James Lorenzo. Father Lorenzo is among our retired priests. Happy birthday. The Diocese of Des Moines, in conjunction with Hispanic Ministry and Young Catholics, is hosting a virtual online prayer event tonight at 6 p.m. with Bishop Johnson. Join us on the Diocese of Des Moines Facebook page and pray virtually with the bishop and others for an end to racial injustice while highlighting some of our saints. That's tonight at 6 p.m. The Diocese of Des Moines staff will be taking a two-week furlough from July 13th through the 24th. Staff will not be checking their emails and not be checking voice message during this time, and the office will be closed. That's your news for the Diocese of Des Moines. I'm Kelly Mesher-Collins. Listen to Be Not Afraid with Father Fabian Mancata and Father P.J. McManus Tuesday mornings at 9 on Iowa Catholic Radio and on demand at iowacatholicradio.com and the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Need an experienced attorney for legal matters? I know a guy. Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law, is a proud supporter of Iowa Catholic Radio. Steve is a longtime resident of Iowa and is licensed to practice in all Iowa state and federal courts. He has years of experience in real estate law, wills, conservatorships, trusts, and estate planning. Steve's law office phone number is 515-224-1776. That's 515-224-1776. 
Thank you, Confluence Brewing Company, for underwriting Christ is the Answer with Father Ricardo and for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Father Ricardo is featured daily at 11 a.m. Monday through Friday. Confluence Brewing Company is located off the bike trail south of Grays Lake. Confluencebrewing.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the morning is provided by Five Sons Naturescapes. Five Sons Naturescapes is a Catholic veteran-owned family company providing premium outdoor landscaping. Clean up and restore outdoor living space with retaining walls, privacy fencing, pergolas, paver sidewalks, and patios. Issues with soil settling and water around the foundation and yard? Five Cents Naturescapes can grade and install drainage tile to help. Five Cents Naturescapes online at fivesonsnaturescapes.com. Thanks for joining me, friends. John, here in Iowa Catholic Radio. Appreciate you being a part of the show today. Let's go to our last guest of the day here for your Catholic Truth and Beauty segment. None other than the Oklahoma Twister himself, Bo Bonner. Hello, sir. Good morning, John. How are you? I'm just fine, my friend. As Des Moines opens up here when it comes to uh, masses this weekend, um, I, I wanted to really talk about the importance of the mass and the power of the mass, and why we as Catholics say that the mass is the most important prayer on earth. And there's a ton to talk about. I wanted to leave you as much time as possible. But when we say that the holy sacrifice of the mass is heaven on earth, what do we mean by that? Well, John, you know, in the mass, what we have replicated is that Sunday, uh, see, let me back up and actually say the whole triduum, right, like the, the, the Holy Thursday, Good Friday, Holy Saturday, into Easter. So every Sunday is a little Easter, all replicated throughout the year. And when we think about the Mass, we think about the sacrifice of the Mass, that Christ, in uh, sacramental order of things, uh, replicates, uh, brings us up into that original sacrifice that he did, that in the book of Hebrews, right, the idea is that we don't, Christ uh, is not like the sacrifices of old that have to be made again and again and again. There's one sacrifice, and that in each Mass, we are brought to that sacrifice again. So we're not only brought to the sacrifice itself, but we're taken up with what the sacrifice does. When Jesus Christ himself on the cross dies, he uh, goes into uh, the tomb and then is resurrected, uh, and appears before the Father forever, uh, offering his sacrifice. And part of that forever, of course, occurs in heaven in an eternal way. But in time, that happens perpetually, as long as earth lasts, as long as uh, the Church is doing her duty. Uh, that That's happening now. And every Mass, before we even think about what it does for us personally as people, it is that recapitulation of the reality of Christ's sacrifice uh, and to be able to be wrapped up in that in any way, to be a part of that, that's why we talk about it being the pinnacle of all Catholic prayers, because it's to be wrapped up in that perpetual prayer of the Son offering himself to the Father. I know this is uh, maybe a question that's a little bit early in the morning, but I think you can tackle it. When it comes to the Mass, we say that we're um, or the Christ crucifixion is not repeated. We're entering into the one and only uh, death and resurrection of Christ Jesus. What do we mean by that? Well, you know, it's important for people when they, we hear about the sacramental economy that what's not being said is 
that something's being done over and over again. If, I mean, you're right. Like, if we want to get really technical, uh, especially for this early in the morning, we could trace, you know, even with the language of the Church, about what we mean when we say the transubstantiation happens, that it becomes the body and blood of Christ. It's not that it does this so then a new sacrifice can be had. All of the language of the Church is saying that what happens is we, we are the ones who are brought to the one sacrifice, not the one sacrifice replicated so that it can be done again and again and again. This uh, it follows after what um, our Jewish ancestors did with Passover. If you, if you read about how the Jewish people have always celebrated Passover, they're not having multiple Passovers. In the celebration of Passover, they're going back to the night. This is the night uh, that uh, God saved them from the Egyptians, right? And that one Passover, so to speak, is not replicated throughout time. It's that throughout time, different people are brought back to that Passover. Well, with Easter, it's now the culmination of what the Passover was uh, a symbol of, is that now the Passover is not just from leaving Egypt, but it's from being saved from death, death to life. That's what Easter is, the celebration of the preeminent spiritual fullness of the Passover. And so there's not multiple Passovers, John. We're not brought from death to life, so to speak, over and over again. We are, we are brought to that one true Passover where God himself, becoming man, dying on the cross, and then being resurrection, passed over from death to life forever. And so now everything is not either looking strictly to the past or trying to replicate the past again and again. It's us being brought into that one moment, and, and really is future-oriented, right? Every Mass is pointing to that time at the end of time when all of this is complete and we're a part of it. Um, but again, it's not that uh, you know the Eucharist is multiplied so that there can be multiple sacrifices again and again. The once and for allness, uh, is being brought to us, the one same sacrifice of Christ to all of us through the Mass. Is there a proper way to pray or a proper disposition that we should be in when we attend Mass? I, I would think that it's probably better to be um, apophatic, which is to say, think about what you shouldn't be in Mass, and then, uh, you know, there's different ways that people can approach once they try to um, avoid those sort of things. I'd say one preeminent way that's easy for us to fall into going to Mass is it's, it's, it's beautiful and good and pious to say, I want to go to Mass very bad, and that Mass does things for me, because of course it does. We are spiritual creatures longing to be with our Lord, um, but we, you know, we're, we're, we're body and soul, and so the Mass, like, sort of wraps that all up together. Um, so what we need to make sure to do is not to treat the Mass as if it is uh, just something that we consume for our own benefit. We're really there for the Lord first, and if we keep the Lord first, then we're going to do Mass well. It just seemed like the prudent thing to do at this time. I think you're right on that. I, and it can be very easy, especially what we've seen over the last you know, few months, for us to say, well, I, I, you know, I need the Mass for myself, all this, instead of really uh, understanding the sacrifice that's actually happening.
everybody needs to take this very exactly seriously. right. You know, like that's uh, uh, if we keep the Lord first, uh, all of you know, if we keep first the kingdom of God and all these other things will be yours aside. That's what we have to think of. If we keep the kingdom of God first in the mass, all of the benefits that we get from mass flow from that. If we go for the benefits first, we're going to miss the most important thing, which is the Lord. Uh, talk about the uh, the extraordinary form for a second, because I know the Diocese of Des Moines does offer that. Um, most people don't really maybe know what that is or, or why it's important, um, but there's a, a, a growing sector of people that are attending Mass in the extraordinary form as well. Yeah, so, you know, the the, the Mass, of course, throughout history has uh, many strands. It's like a seed that grows, as it were. I mean, uh, not getting into the details about, like, what specifically changed before, like, before and after 1970. Uh, the extraordinary form is uh, more, uh, it points to the grand Western uh, Roman tradition about what our contemporary Mass that I think most people would be familiar with and how it looked. And not only is it, of course, in Latin, I think that's what people would notice uh, the most first, but in many ways it's its interplay between silence uh, and uh, things like Gregorian chant, uh, but also the, the, the sort of idea of prayer itself. And in that regard, the prayers itself, I should say, um, it's very Roman. Um, you, you see the sort of history of the fact that the Roman Catholic Church comes from Rome really written into this. This The, the prayers say, something. you know, the, Lord, you, you said that if people would be here at this time and did these things, that you would be there too. And lo and behold, here here we are doing those things, so please come and be uh, a part of us. In many ways, it's sort of Roman legal theory uh, brought to the spiritual world. I don't want to make it sound like it's dry and dull, um, but that it, it, it really does distill in many ways what Western Catholicism through the Roman Catholic Church is distinct from the Eastern Church, uh, and by being a part of that, you know, it's, it's neat to think that I'm praying like, you know, my ancestors, um, you know, 300, 400 years ago prayed like, and I think that that's what appeals to people, John. You're a convert to the faith, um, converted. W when did you, or how did you come to understand the power that's in the, the sacrifice of the Mass? Well, on one hand, I have to, like, tip my hat from uh, to, to the Methodists. I grew up Southern Baptist, but I was in Methodist Seminary, and, and I had professors, uh, one particularly, Jeffrey Wainwright, who actually was sort of uh, uh, on decent speaking terms with uh, Pope Benedict XVI. They had ran across each other and talked to each other throughout the years. Um, so it was sort of uh, weird to hear other Protestants talk about you know, that they themselves were, were looking for a more maybe high church or uh, a sacramental worldview, that they were trying to, um, you know, bring about uh, in their own churches. And so, of course, in their seminaries, they would do the same thing. But if you're going to start having people read the early church fathers and point to the importance of the Eucharist, um, you're accidentally going to make people like Bo, who grew up reading John 6 and not thinking much about it, all of a sudden become very aware right, about uh, these profound things that Christ is saying in the Gospels. If you don't eat my flesh or drink my blood, you will have no life within you. Um, you know, so when you're in seminary and they're pointing this out and they're you're, they're pointing to the early church fathers, it becomes a lot to try to ignore as if it's... So intellectually, I would have to say that it was in seminary. Um, but through seminary, in my own practice and going in worship, 
Um, people could say all these things, but then I, I saw how they were doing what they were calling Eucharist, and it just didn't match up. And, you know, when those things don't match up long enough, eventually you go try to find the people who what they say matches up with what they do regarding the Eucharist. And uh, that, uh, that really came to full fruit between my second and third year of Protestant seminary, and that's uh, when I converted and ruined all my job prospects, John. <laughs> <laughs> i got a minute left, but I want to know, is there any resources that you would point to for those that want to learn more or study deeper in the Mass? Um, you know, it's one of those things where there's probably too many. <laughs> um, uh, so, a lot. Yeah, um, I, I, you know, newadvent.org has a place where there's the Church Fathers, and if you want to, like, look at something like St. Irenaeus or St. Augustine, where they'll talk about the Mass, and you'll be surprised about how much it sounds like ours, um, that might be a place to start. All right. Bo Bonner, everyone, on the importance of the Mass. You can hear his show with Dr. Bud Mart this morning, 10 o'clock. You can also podcast it out at iowacatholicradio.com, The Uncommon Good. You got a guest today? Yep, uh, Dr. Adam DeVille, who's an old friend who's been on the show before, so it's going to be good. There you go. Well, Bonner, talk to you soon, brother. Thanks for Thanks. coming on. God bless, John. Take care. All right, friends. That puts this show in the books Wednesday, July 1st. Have a great Wednesday today. Deacon Tony Valdez, would you give us your blessing? Heavenly Father, protector of all who hope in you, bless your people, keep them safe, defend them, prepare them that free from sin and safe from the enemy, they may persevere always in your love. In the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining me today, friends. I am John Linetti. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today. Like a tree planted by the water, we never will run dry. So living water flowing through, God, we thirst for more of you. Fill our Flood our souls with one desire Just to know you and to make you known We lift your name on high Shine like the sun, make darkness run Construction, Five Sons Naturescapes, and Blessman International.